Möd.tv Now you clap. Now you clap. This is episode 37. Yeah. I'm just as excited as I was before when we had a false start. Now we're doing it again for real. Now we're actually oh, rolling. Yeah. Episode 37. Prime number 37. Unlike 36. A lot of stuff goes into 36, but 37. Only itself. It masturbates. And one. One can oh, fuck boy. 37. But this is Let Me Ask You a Question. I'm here with EJ5000. Yeah. Woo-hoo-hoo. Yeah. High energy morning. Wow. <laughs> it's morning, baby. You don't usually see me in the morning. You see me at night when I'm all like, blah, 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 blah. what you don't know about me is I'm a morning person. We got Greg a man listening. He's not going to say anything. He's not going to say anything, but he's there. He's listening to us. He's a heary here. Like a looky loo, but a heary here. Get it? Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, wow. Anyways. We were having a wonderful discussion just prior about about the walk of shame, and I don't find it to be shameful. This is not the real question, but I am interested in it. Why do we find it to be shameful? Why is it shameful? There's no shame. You fuck somebody. That's great. Well, I think, as with you, there's different interpretations of things, like the golden rule. And so I think... There's the, no the other... Shame... The golden rule's wrong. It's just <laughs> wrong. <laughs> that should be a quote of the ages. Anthony, the golden rule is wrong. <laughs> yeah. But... <laughs> All right, but... It's, I, I, if you want to talk about the idea is that yeah. once you sober up and you get some sleep, you realize that you made a mistake the night before. I think I think that's the common conception of that. I mean, maybe, but I feel like we put value on having sex with people in American society. It's like if you're banging somebody, that makes you seem like, yeah, yeah, I'm a. Tra-. We look for the validation, right? We must have been looking for it the night before when we got drunk. We went out for the possibility. I feel like more than half the time, and then when we wake up, what's all the shame? I I would be doing cartwheels home. I would ask people to leapfrog with me to get home. I'd be so excited. Well, the shame comes from what's called standards, and people usually put their standards to the side when it's late at night around two in the morning because the bars are closing. And then whenever you wake up in the morning, those standards, just like your high octane energy right now, <laughs> kick back in and slap you into face. And you're like, "Wow, I did the monster mash because I was feeling lonely and listening to Dust in the Wind at two in the morning." <laughs> but that's redefining shame, though, because what you're saying though is that oh, let's redefine words. Well, like no, a hold on, hold on, because you're oh my, sa- I don't even want to hear what it. You're saying is that their shame is that they rolled over and they saw like Java the Hutt or something disgusting. It's not it's not them walking home. It's like it's all in their head. It's not the perception of them. Like I think we think of the walk of shame as how you're being perceived like oh we all know what you did last night. I think that's the common perception of it. But what you're saying is that it's actually you thinking about how <laughs> ugly this person was. I'm thinking it's a combination of the both because after you've realized you've made a mistake, you walk home and you have this look of despair on your face. You're like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. Yeah, but I would be like better than masturbating. But then at that point, whenever you you view these people from afar, because usually the walk of shame is viewed by most in my instances whenever I'm going to work or something early in the morning. I have purpose, and these wandering zombies are going back to wherever they're going, and they're they're a little they're a little broken. But they're living the dream, though. They probably don't have work. Well, then that maybe day. you should convince them of that. I'm I, yeah. I'm fine with it. The next it. time I I'm see somebody, I'm gonna be like, you look like you're doing the walk of shame. 
Look up. Look alive. There's no reason to be doing the walk of shame. You you banged up. You had sex. Night. Yeah, you might. Yeah, you didn't masturbate. One more night that I have to draw lipstick between my thumb and my index finger. You know. You know what I'm talking about. This little guy. You know this little guy. Oh yeah. You know what I'm talking about, Jill. You know, any night that I don't have to do that, and I have to like not put the googly eyes on my index finger and the lipstick there. Any night that I don't have to do that, that's a win. I don't know. Everybody, enjoy your walk of shame. There's no walk of shame. It's the walk of champions. <laughs> you are the champion. You should always listen to We Are the Champions when you walk home from banging somebody late at night. Even if they're hideous, because it's better than masturbating. Right? No? Uh, debatable. But I like your spirit. I have prepared a question. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody should call in and tell us about your walk of shame and how it's not shameful. 929-352-6173. No shame in the walk of shame. 929-352-6173. Call us up. Talk to us. 929-352-6173. Pizzolito, Pizzolito, Pizzolito. That's me. My regular walk is kind of like a walk of shame. When I'm walking around, I'm usually... I'm like if Pooh Bear and Eeyore had like an ugly baby that was had a preteen body. That's my normal walk. Yeah, you just have a shameful normal walk. <laughs> not, not sex related, just, just shameful. Yeah, it just screams shameful. Well, I want to talk about <laughs> shame today. My question deals with shame. When you find yourself... In, in a relationship, or I know you're single these days, but when you find yourself in a relationship, would you feel shame or would you hide the fact that you masturbate? Like, if they caught you masturbating, would you feel shame? No, not my, in my case, no. I, th- I think that, uh, that that part is a very, it's a very normal thing for people to do. Jerking it? Oh, I, I'm pretty. Everybody jerks it, and if they don't, you should, because you're probably on the path to serial killerdom. Yeah, you so, gotta jerk you know. it, because you gotta save up all that. Uh, you gotta save up all that uh, that energy. There's like that whole like, you know, what are they like? Like you're like more virile if you don't crank it out. Well, no, so that's we've had this. Debate I know, I know, we've had, no it's energy. a whole other thing. You believe it, I don't, which is cool. I, so it, since you totally believe it, true. it works. Maybe you're just it's not true. You're just Mr. Shame. Mr. Shame screams unenergetic. Again, like the golden rule. If you look at the science of it, it's not true. It is true. The science is lying. Yeah, that's how science Science works. does lie. All right. Libidinal energy, though an interesting idea. What was it, Freudian or Jungian? You're asking me? I believe it, I believe it was Freud who came up with you libidinal can't energy. Trust and oh, oh, never mind. You can't trust it, Freud. Yeah, you, you can. You can trust Freud. Because it's not true. All right. But the concept is great where if you harvest your energy by not spanking it, then... You have more creativity or whatever. If again, scientifically not proven, but chaos magic. If it works, it works. So that's totally cool. Back to the question. Oh yeah, being sexual and a sexual person is a very important part of any adult relationship. And for you to go into a relationship thinking that the other person doesn't really shows naivety on your part. If you're going into a relationship and you're like, they don't masturbate. Now I'm sure there's lots and lots of people who do who don't or say they won't and are embarrassed to, and that's fine. But that's just silly. I think it's just silly. I, here's the thing: I don't think it's masturbating. I don't think th- masturbating. I don't think anybody finds. Well, I'm sure there's definitely people out there that find shame about it. Oh yeah. But I. It, but me, it's the idea that your significant other would catch you masturbating. Because you're usually, I mean, I, pre, I think for all intents and purposes, you're usually not masturbating in front of your significant other. Unless it's like a pre-planned activity or like, let's all masturbate and look at each other, you know? <laughs> but, I, <laughs> but if you're short of that, 
I feel like people find shame. Like if their significant other were to walk in on them cranking it out, they would feel shame. Can we say that shame and guilt are the same thing? For this experience, yeah, I think they're similar. Okay, well, I think that guilt and shame are kind of built into masturbation in most of the religions. That's probably true. So, if you, so I think that's probably part of the kicker of it either way for a lot of people, because you're like, oh, I hate myself, I hate myself, <laughs> I love myself. You know, there, there's a lot of that kind of craziness going the- on. But I know what you're saying. Like, say Because let's say, in your instance, let's say you're sitting there tugging it, but, okay, no big deal, right? You're just tugging it. And let's say you're tugging it to... Cats on television, not the musical. Like Either Jellicle or Balls, in this case, I think would be pretty weird. <laughs> I'm listening to Jellicle Balls. I'm touching my Jellicle Balls. <laughs> yeah, so I think in that case, the content and the situation, just like our mariachi band, it really depends on how you are caught. Like if you're like standing in the shower and you're like rubbing one out, and someone's like. <laughs> What are you doing? Oh my god! You'd be like rubbing it out in the shower. What the other person in the shower with you? Sure. (laughs) Okay. All right. But let's say you're in the kitchen and you're like cooking breakfast and you're staring at some eggs and you're and you're whacking it and somebody catches you. (laughs) Very different scenario. You're like I'm beating the eggs. Okay, that's now you got a different scenario on your hands. Yeah, you're beating more than just the eggs. But you're getting away. That's not. You're just talking about the actual act. Yeah, I'm talking about the act. Like your usual master, because you probably have a masturbation station, right? Like I don't know whether it's your bed, or your office chair, or whatever. You know, wherever you do it. And so in your normal spot, you are doing it, and then and then the SO comes in. Do you feel guilty, or do you feel the need to stop, or would you just keep going? (laughs) Because if there's no shame, what do you just go? Oh, hey, how are you? I guess I've been fortunate enough that I wouldn't be embarrassed with the people that I've been in relationships relationships with to do that. I've never, I gotta say, I haven't been caught by Meredith. Meredith has not walked in on me cranking one out, ever. Well, do you think, just like I'm sure with your parents, do you think that you probably have been caught, but to save face for both of you, they've ignored it? No, like, I've definitely not been caught by Meredith. Mom walked in on me, not cranking one out, but like... Uh, in like the preparation time, you know, like I had some porn pulled up on the screen. This is way back. This is like dial up. The the porn was creeping down the screen. A picture in the days when it was illegal for you to look at porn, but yeah, pretty much. And so yeah. it was creeping down the screen. Mom comes in the bedroom, sees what I'm looking at. I didn't have my Captain Winky out or anything. I was just sitting in my chair looking at the screen, and she looks at the screen. She looks at me. And I said, I do this to relax. That was my, <laughs> that's what I said. That's actually what I said. And then she just, she left. She just walked out. And she said, Anthony, you know, instead of relaxing, you should really store up your libidinal energy for about three days. It's an arbitrary amount of time, but it'll make you feel better and feel like you have control of your situation. You know what? Don't poo-poo it. It, it, it makes you, it really makes you fly. It may, it, it's like doing drugs. When three days go by. I'm the opposite. I'm like one of those old-timey cars where you got to crank it to get it going. So, like, minimum 11 times a day. And then I'm, like, my peak. If I do it any less times than 11, then I can't even get out of bed. Is it that you feel too energetic or not energetic enough? <laughs> it, does it give you energy? No, I'm just kidding. It's, it's not 11. But I just, I don't, I, I'm, I'm omniscient with it. I do it wherever. However, and when I feel like it, within the confines of the law. But you don't, <laughs> but you don't just feel asexual like the second you're done. I feel asexual for a minute. Well, I still feel 
even though I I shouldn't, and I know I should, I still feel like usually a moment of shame and and kind of a funny awkwardness. Because you know when you're in that mindset, it's all pure focus. I think for men and women too, it's all, it's so much a mental game. So whenever you're like rock hard focus, I'm thinking about what I'm thinking. Of. <laughs> rock hard and then, focus. That's right. It was a pretty apropos term, right? I mean, but how long are you taking here? Doesn't matter. And then the second, the second after, then I come to to full awareness where I'm like, just I looking at my, I'm almost third person looking at my body being an awkward monkey in my bed and I'm like oh man you're so stupid you're getting all hot and bothered you're just alone in your bed playing with your winky you know <laughs> and then reality sets in and then you do it then, again then we start it back up <laughs> to get the energy cranking <laughs> to get the energy cranking alright so you feel a little shame but you don't feel like sapped energy I'm not not unless like the stereotype where you're like you're tired already and you're getting ready to go to bed and then there is that split second where you're like ah like that like in I Heart Huckabees where they take the balloons and they're hitting them against each other's faces do you remember oh, yeah. has anybody yeah, seen remember, this of course. I remember that yeah, Dustin so Hoffman there's that moment of zen I think somewhere right before the shame and right after the actual orgasm that <laughs> moment of zen lives in that moment somewhere in there like a half second yeah if that yeah, it's real fast. And God forbid I'm looking at, like, there's a mirror in the room and I see myself. It just ruins the whole thing. Oh, God. Yeah, I can't imagine. I would instantly be turned off. I would never, if I saw myself, I, I'd just be fighting back puke stuff. I'm disgusting. That's why the, the furry thing makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I, I got to put on my furry hat for, for masturbating. Definitely. Because staring at yourself into your large furry wolf eyes wouldn't wouldn't turn you off. <laughs> I don't know though. I don't you know. I don't know about this whole science thing saying that it's there's there's definitely something. I mean, I feel like completely asexual for like a day after I. That's why I have to save it up. I have to got to save it up for like three days if I want to get anything done with my life. And then on the third day, when I crank it out, I just feel totally like 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 just nothing. I'm not attracted to anything. I'm not saying that that's not true for you, but I, I think that so much of your sexual energy and energy in general seems to be from controlling things. Like, nah. You, you refuse to try to poop before your shower, and you have yourself convinced that you cannot take a poop unless you've showered. <laughs> no, I don't, no, I don't want to do that. I don't enjoy that. No, well, I'm saying that. That's not completely... It, you think it's true, and you've made it true, but if you sat down on the toilet before your shower and sat there for a couple minutes, you'd poop. It's not like that poop wasn't in your body until you shower. All this stuff... The magic shower water and not <laughs> masturbating for three days makes the poop fly out of my butt at the magic moment when I turn the water off. I think science is wrong. <laughs> I'll tell you why. And also check out uh, Host Anthony's other podcast, The Earth is Flat. Global warming doesn't exist, and libidinal energy, why it works for me. <laughs> I think it works for a lot of people. I think a lot of people have this situation where they crank it out and they feel kind of like ho-hum for a little while. You know, like days. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, I, think, I think they think they feel that way. I agree with that. Again, if it works for you, that's cool. So if whatever you believe, whatever helps you get through the day, I'm not going to judge that. But you, I mean, I'm going to silently and privately, but I'll let you do your thing. You know, there must be something to it, though, because if you go, say you went a week without cranking it out, I bet you'd be way hornier by the end of the week. That's probably true. So there's got to be something to it, right? Like, the libidinal energy is stored up. You got to get it out. 
And then you get it out and you feel a little relieved. To the contrary to that, maybe that energy is being that you're it's it's taking your uh, human brain and it's pushing it more toward towards your prime primitive brain while you're like all you're thinking about subconsciously is sex instead of everything else. So, I mean, both can be argued. I think for some people, maybe they have to once a day. Yeah, I know, I know a lot of once a dayers. Yeah. I have this conversation all the time. I'm totally fascinated. On the bus. Anywhere. At the schoolyard. Whoever I'm sitting next to, eating lunch. <laughs> I wonder if it's the same for ladies. I have no idea. I have to ask. Yeah, it's. I would... I would venture that it's probably well. We're saying that there's both. That's that's kind of a consensus that we're seeming to come to. That it works both ways because I think that's probably true. And I bet you, it works both ways with with women as well as men. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. All right, I'm gonna we're gonna take a break and then I'm gonna let you know why science is wrong. Do you think I can get one out between the break? Yeah, definitely. We'll see how we'll see how much energy I have after the break. You too, and then <laughs> we'll see if yeah. it works or not. We'll stay here video chatting though. <laughs> We'll definitely okay. talk to each other during it. And Gregor Man's watching, so it's, you know. Yeah, so we'll feel right at home. All right, <laughs> we're breaking. Broken. You learn to read the history of the Earth as it is written in rocks and fossils. You find out what makes things tick. Everything from a molecule to a living organism. In the study of science is found the most useful and satisfying knowledge of man. Knowledge of his physical world, its past, its present, and its future. And in your moments of relaxation, now and in the years to come, you will find the study of science leading you into fascinating pursuits. Photography. Collecting. Why study science? Study science because you and Betty and the Nancys and Bills and Joes and Janes all over the country will find in the study of science a richer, more rewarding life. Hi, demon! <laughs> oh, here's the thunder. Oh, all this rain. I'm covered in rain. Thunder and hell. How's it going, guys? It was good. We have we we have a discrepancy, demons. Anthony thinks libidinal energy is awesome, and I think that it's though effective as hokum. Uh, Hokum bokum (laughs) shlokum. So here's a definition for you. I'm not even going to read the whole thing. I only have to start with the beginning to disprove this hokum bokum bokum. All right, demon. So libidinal energy is. Are you ready? Psychic energy produced by the libido. Psychic is bullshit. Ah. No. Psychic is real. Psychic is real, man. Anybody who believes in it, that's cool with me. I like when people make up false deities such as libidinal energy. Ah. <laughs> do, you, uh, do you have libidinal energy, demon? Well, to be honest, yeah. If I, I need a couple day break too, but... See? It's a whole different thing down here, see, because like... Our semen is like dried up sand bits and glass bits, uh, so I can only really get that flying out of my 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 hoo ha. Yeah, you know, once a week. Yeah, it doesn't feel that great. Yeah. Not great, not great. But you know, to each their own. Freud is down here, so you know, <laughs> you guys can talk about the libidinal energy sometime. 
<laughs> All right. Thanks, Demon. Much appreciated. Thanks. <laughs> All right. There he goes. He now has to say things to go <laughs> yeah, to the other realm. Back up into the demon clouds. He's a growing character. All right. Let me tell you why science is bullshit. Oh, boy. <laughs> you met Neil Tyson DeGrasse, too. But yes, please tell us why. Yeah. Neil, Neil and I uh, didn't speak about this. But, all right. All right. Hold on. <laughs> It's not that science is bullshit, but science is it's a little it's a little bit made up, right? Because what what science is or must be is just custom, right? It's like we customarily see a cause and we customarily see an effect. But that doesn't mean that it's true. Like what is true, right? So that that's dangerous. You're saying no, that's I disagree. No, that is no, science. But no, but it's totally is, true though. It's totally it's true. It's not true. Because to say no, science to say that it's science not is true, the proof. No. Science it's is not proof. a proof. It's it seems like a proof. No, it, it's a hundred percent what we as a society concise to be the truth. It is not and whenever 100%. we have people that are like well, it's not true because we can, we don't know what it's like the temperature on planet seven four three. No, that doesn't mean that it's not fact. No, here's what I'm here's what I'm saying. I'm saying that it's all all of empirical evidence, right? It's the same thing again and again. And the beauty of why science works is because the custom is true so far. I'm just saying the only thing I'm saying is that. Short of seeing into the future, you can't know if it'll always be true. That's that's no way to think about. That's terrible. No, it's not terrible. terrible. It makes it. It also makes the world a little bit more interesting because then there's imagination. There's imagination with science, and there's imagination with your concept. How about instead of trying to disprove fact, which is completely dangerous and bonkers from someone as intelligent as yourself? I'm not trying to disprove fact. Let's prove libidinal energy, which we can. Because it's subjective. And libidinal energy, though scientifically disproven, does fall under a proven fact of the placebo effect. <laughs> or placebo effect. Where if you believe something to be true, it's true. And that is scientifically proven. So I will agree with you in that aspect, but I will not say that science is wrong and that it's just what we're... B- I'm not saying I get your science concept, is wrong. Very dangerous. I'm not very saying dangerous. science is wrong. I'm saying... I think you said science was wrong. I think that's exact. That's where we're making a t-shirt. I'm gonna, we're going to take a break, and then I'm going to let you know why science is wrong. No, isn't this a call? Wouldn't this be a call for even better science? Like you keep doing stuff, and you, the only way to find out about how, how sturdy it is is by the custom of it. Well, that's already happening. So for you to like say that they're not doing that just no, means not that saying you they're not are ignoring that. facts. I'm not saying they're not doing that. I, I'm just saying I think it makes the world a little bit more interesting to always have this possibility in the future of something being totally different. Greg Amann's chiming in. He agrees that Anthony is sounding very flat earther right now. No, I'm not. I'm not sounding flat earther right now. I mean, because that is something that... I, well, here's the thing. What if somebody flattened out the earth? Then it would be flat, right? It's the future. It's all about the future. A presumption of the no, it's future. It's all about the present then, because in the present, that's not true. And for well, you totally, to say a, that it could be... That's a fact be. then. That's a fact. Yeah. I'm saying the future. This is all about the future. It's all about the future. There's a certain presumption in science, right? That it's going to be the same tomorrow. 
that we shouldn't well, have. No, not now. If you follow the science, that everything's constantly change, changing. Like the world is in complete chaos. There's randomness in everything. String theory proves that there's multiple matters of state, seven to nine, depending on which version of the string theory you believe in. Everything is constantly going haywire. That's the best. And that's what science kind of proves, which is beautiful. So we don't need we don't need your hokum. That's not hokum. We're saying that it makes it more fun. Saying that science isn't real. It's not because it is real. No science. And it's already random. No it's science already is real in so much as it as it happens. Science is real. Like we have science. That's that's totally true. What I'm saying is that it's just it's just interesting to think about that it's a custom. It's all customs. It's what we're accustomed to seeing, and then tomorrow it could be different. Isn't that fun? I don't like this. What? You're sounding it like a cat, can... flat earth or cat lady. No, the earth is not flat. We can look at it right now. We can go outside, space, and look at it. But it could be tomorrow. Okay, and in that same vein, I can look at the scientific research that says libidinal energy is disproven unless we're talking about the placebo effect. And that doesn't make tomorrow any less mystical because I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. <laughs> and it has nothing to do with the science not being real. <laughs> Very scared, folks. Very scared right now. Don't be scared. It's just imagination. It's, it's wonderfully oh, imaginative. So how many days have you gone? Where are you in your cycle? Because I want to know what, what version of this Anthony we're getting. The one that thinks that, <laughs> that putting on a tinfoil hat makes, makes them smart. <laughs> no, no, it's just... <laughs> Answer the question. How many days? Uh, I think I'm two days in. It's almost due time. I'm almost due. So tomorrow's going to be the big day. Uh, t- it should be. It won't be, though. I'm traveling. It's going to be more difficult. Well, maybe you can talk to people about how the earth is flat and how they shouldn't that is, tug it every three days. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just, I think I'm just a little bit more imaginative than people that go, here's the thing. People that wake up and say, this, 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 everything is this one way. Science tells me that this one thing is true and that that can never be different or immutable. It just seems boring and a lack of imagination. See, you already misunderstand science then again, because as I said... Science, just because it says things are a certain way, doesn't mean that things are the same. Right, it does like, there change. There is scientific fact that there are fluctuations. I think we're saying the same thing. Well, no, we're not, because you're saying that you don't think science is interesting because No, of I think science is completely interesting. I just think it's a call for two things. One is due diligence for, for scientists, which I think is fantastic, to keep making sure that we find these customs. We find things that we can hang on to. But two is to not be surprised when shit goes crazy and try and figure out why that's happening. It just seems exciting. It's not a custom, though. Custom would be it like... It is a custom. This is, I'm getting this is like philosophy stuff. This is like David... No, I, I get it, and I'm saying that it's not a custom. Your custom would be the process, or the custom would be our society's acceptance of the fact at the time, or the process to get the information. The information itself is not a custom. Maybe how we believe in that is the custom, like... In the 80s, we realized that we should be recycling. And so our custom for Americans was to start recycling. But that doesn't mean that the fact that made us go to the custom isn't true, which is that we have a lot of garbage. (laughs) You can throw mysticism on anything if you want, but there's already enough mysticism and randomness and randomness within science that we don't need to say that it's boring because, again, like... We know for a fact that we don't know things, and we don't know how things are going to unfold because of science. Yeah. And, that, and so your imagination can go, can go along with what you're saying, and I, I like what you're saying, but you're mashing, I guess, philosophical thought on top of 
science, uh, and they do go hand in. I don't know. I'm just, yeah, well, I'm it's, not si- it's, science, going, it's but. scientific, philosophical thought. But I just think, I, I just think it's a little bit more fun that we look at things and we're not surprised when things are different or things change, and we're not stuck into one way of viewing the world. That's what that's what you believe science is. Again, you think science is being stuck one way. Well, I often think that. Say, take people that are like, um, like put science o- over everything and they say, you know, these are the facts and we can look at this and this always happens this way. And that just, it just, it just like doesn't seem fun. It just seems a little boring. And it's not that they're wrong because the custom shows that this customarily happens after this. It's like, it's the no, idea not of custom, cause not and saying effect. customarily. It's custom. That's, that's it's such, all custom. That's hogwash. No, like... A, uh, like a sine wave is at a certain frequency, and if there's randomization, then it's random, and then you don't know. And so there's already a mysticism built into science, again, that you you don't need to say, like, well, it's boring because you know what's going to happen. If you were a scientist, you would realize that you don't know. But you're saying that you're talking about these people that use science as a religion and believe in it instead of using it as what it is, which is, like you're saying, it can grow and evolve yeah, and change. Yeah, like a certain dogmatism. Yeah, totally. and And again... <laughs> Just because they quote unquote know that every time you put a hot pocket in the microwave, it's going to be frozen in the middle. It might not be frozen that one time, and that's still science. You don't have to to, to disregard facts in order to have uh, random. I'm definitely not. To be clear, I'm definitely not saying disregard what we've seen to be fact already, because everything in the past tense that we've seen is a fact. It's happened, and we saw it, right? It's just the concept. Well, no, because if you're talking about science, there's stuff in the the past that was fact that has changed. That's the thing. Science is evolving. Like we used to think the world is flat. Anthony still does. <laughs> we don't. Oh, that's e- yeah. <laughs> that's even better. Totally. So you can't really trust anything without being diligent. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I'm saying the word custom can be used on the belief of the fact, but not the fact itself, because the fact wasn't it's not a custom that we believe it was the custom of the belief it's not the fact that's the custom so yeah, but, yeah, you know but, what but, i'm but saying to not say that to not say that something's custom is assuming that you know that what we have now is is immutable facts without saying custom it sounds like it's unchanging but with saying custom it sounds like you never know but that's because you don't understand you're, you're refusing to understand the definition of science that i've been saying over and over <laughs> no! and over again yeah, but I think it's tricky then. Just all right, especially in light this this conversation's gone so far off the rails. But I'm having fun. Although we gotta we gotta we gotta cut it off soon. But got a flat earther meeting. I know we gotta get there, man. <laughs> no, definitely not saying that. But what I am saying though is that the second that you call, because you're saying that science we have, you're saying that we have facts, right? And and I think that some things, like especially once we've seen them happen. It's very easy to b- believe them. Like certainly, like the Earth, you can go out and look. But I think there's still something because, especially if things have changed over time, like in the past, if you're saying that once they called this a custom, but then we proved this to be wrong. Oh, stop using the word custom. I'm going to disagree with anything you use the definition without using that. But it's all custom. It is all custom. It's just what we're used to. Like we're used to the sun rising every day. That's the custom. So we would say that the sun No, that's the fact. <laughs> that's the no, fact. No, because we don't know the future. A fact is saying that you can know the future and you don't know the future. Wow, that's just that's that's very that's very dangerous. It's just true. I'm going to have to disagree with it. All right, read it. All right, everybody get out there and look at just uh, just for fun if you want if you are philosophically interested. And we should all do this. We should have a little book club 
But it's just a fun thought. And I'm not saying there are not facts. Absolutely. Uh, I, I, I agree. I just think it's an imaginative way to look at the world. But it's David Hume and his law of induction. It's the idea of induction and the sun rising and not rising was his example. And he was a scientist. He was a big champion of science. But it's just fascinating. But when you're getting into, like, when you're talking about, like, phenomenology, you're talking about, like, the self, then, yeah, you're right. Like, nothing's real. The whole world is a projected holograph on our own minds. We don't know that this... But that's ridiculous for right now. We're not going that deep. I want. We're talking about libidinal energy and how it's hokum and how it's okay that you believe in it. But just because you think you have an expanded worldview because you read a guy, scientist, who thinks the sun's not going to come up tomorrow doesn't mean that when you masturbate, you actually scientifically feel better. Because that's what we're talking about, the science. Your custom, because that's what we're talking about, your custom is that you feel good when you do that. That's a custom. The science of it... What's going on in your body might not be the same. You know, the science might not be saying that you're releasing more endorphins because you didn't masturbate. Because that's the science of it. We're talking about endorphins. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, it's a weird because this is going to get into the mind-body problem, right? Like the whole thing would be getting into the mind-body problem and like what is happening to like the meat of us and what's psychological and how we're putting you it. You mean the science part. That's what I've been talking about the whole time. That's why I'm saying <laughs> libidinal energy. Scientifically. Custom, not customarily. Customarily, it does work. Customarily. That's what I agree with you. All right. Uh, we have to go. It's been a lot of fun. Everybody <laughs> get out there and pick up your a hot copy wow. of David Hume's works. <laughs> yeah, it would be fun to read that, though, for all of us to, to chat about it and, and different perspectives and different I customs. I think it's fascinating. All right. Uh, all right. I, I have to go. It's been lovely uh, and hope you've enjoyed this argument. I'm not saying science is bad. I'm saying science is really <laughs> terrific. I just think it's a little fun to think that we don't know the future. And a Greg a man's boiling, I could see him. He's just watching and I'm glad I I, I could see you're on my page. <laughs> it makes me happy. <laughs> all right. I love you all. Until next time. Oh, send us all your hate mail. Uh, <laughs> and you know, you could tell us you, you, you hate us. I'm not bashing science, but I could see how it would seem that way. Call in 929-352-6173 or send us an email or go to moot.tv and find everything there. All right. All right. So long, everybody. Love you. Bye. Mood.tv. It, it, it makes you it really makes you fly. It, may, it It's like doing drugs.